You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, Sunday night for your Monday commute. Uh, we are into a game week, uh, Thursday night, Washington Redskins, Cleveland Browns. So nice to have that, uh, you know, the regularity of football starting to come back into play. Um, we're going to sit down here, your local experts on the biggest stories, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, along for the ride, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. Support of Locked on Browns comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for the family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON, capital L, capital O, at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off manscaped.com with the promo code LOCKEDON. Um, obviously, the folks in El Paso, Texas, obviously the folks in Dayton, Ohio, I mean, just it's a crazy world we're living in, and you know, just hug your... Hug those close to you tighter and, I mean, pray that somehow, some way, some of this can start to get a little bit better because uh, simplest things in life and simplest task of shopping or going out on a Saturday night, and it should be a hell of a lot easier than this. Um, obviously, Pete and I both have a bunch of friends that work over the athletic. Uh, Don, ba- Don Banks, obviously, uh, I don't know Don very well, but, you know, seeing a lot of friends. Um, terrible, terrible way. 56 years old at the Hall of Fame inductions and... Apparently went to bed, didn't wake up, whatever. All of this just absolutely just terrible, tragic. Um, with that being said, you know, there's still work to be done. We're going to get into it. Um, Pete, I guess league-wise, and, you know, I mean, anytime any team makes a running back move, everybody's always going to want to say, you know, is that maybe Duke Johnson's new home? But the Houston Texans have moved on from Dante Freeman, and look, Dante Freeman's been through a lot, whether it's injuries, a little bit of the off-field. Uh, I know him and his wife lost a child. I mean, he's pretty much got everything going on. But, uh, you know, the Houston Texans, who basically have one running back on the roster who's worth a grain of salt, for them to move on with some from somebody because work ethic is the issue, it just tells you maybe what you kind of need to know with Dante Freeman. It could, uh, certainly... Uh, very talented. I mean, that was a, a relatively lackluster running back class, and he was the guy. I, I had him as the top one based on based on the the data. Uh, and yeah, he's had some issues with injury, and certainly this you know this doesn't look good by any stretch because you know for for a team that some people seem to really like, <laughs> we still keep going back to that one. This this uh, this uh, is a team with a lot of question marks and. You know, offensive line obviously is a big one. Uh, running back is a is another one. So it's you know you've got receivers you like, you've got uh, obviously a quarterback you, you know you like and you want to see him take another step forward. But you'd like to see that ha- in order for that to happen, you need these other things to be working going on around him. Uh, and this adds another question mark. And and certainly immediately everybody uh, jumps to the the perhaps a rational conclusion that, oh, well, the Houston Texans must want to give up something for Duke Johnson. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but they've got a lot to sort out. Uh, Jadevian Clowney is another big one for them, Uh, but they have to come up with some answers pretty quickly uh, because, you know, you are, you know, Deontay Freeman is obviously uh, was a guy they hoped to take over 
uh, and be their starter. And it's not like the group behind him was, you know, a, gr- a group of studs. So they've got to find an answer pretty quickly. Uh, and meanwhile, it could be a nice opportunity for another team. And obviously the Browns don't likely fall into this group, although it's not impossible uh, if they want to move on from like an AJ Ouellette to go get him uh, that, you know, their team could get a nice little reclamation project for a, a big back uh, that can, can run with power between the tackles. Uh, the team that immediately jumps out to me is the Raiders. Uh, but there are in Tampa, there are a lot of teams that could use a talent like Deontay Freeman without sort of the expectations that come with him. And obviously whether it's life got in the way or, you know, he's just not doing what he's supposed to be doing that they, they, he needs to sort of figure this thing out. And, you know, both sides are talking about this as like a, an opportunity for him to get back on track. So we'll see if that ends up being the case, but uh, it's certainly the timing is certainly unusual. Uh, well, also, but part of the thing with the timing is, you know, and a lot of people, you know, will, oh, maybe you call for Duke Johnson. This is also a franchise Pete right at now that doesn't have a general manager. Um, and the reason maybe they don't have a general manager is, you know, because of, you know, there's questions of, you know, everybody knew how bad their offensive line was. Uh, they basically had the Philadelphia Eagles hoodwink them in, you know, the draft and basically steal the best overall left tackle. And, I mean, he's not even slated to start week one. Um, but the Texans itself, this is a, a question right now where is maybe you have enough players, but maybe, you know, you're, you're concerned about your coaching staff. You're concerned about your, your front office. I mean... And, you know, it's not long before Deshaun Watson's going to be looking for that next contract. You know, J.J. Watt, you know, sadly is not getting any younger. Uh, Clowney is probably be his last year in Houston. What looked like a promising window for the Houston Texans, I mean, it, it looks like, you know, somebody put the safety lock on, closed the drapes, and dropped the blinders. I mean, it's for what was supposed to be pretty for Houston, it, it's, it's, it's closed, and it seems it's closed rather quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, they can... Talk about it like they're in a good spot all they want, but I continue to believe that this is Bill O'Brien has to win this year, uh, or they're going to move on. Because rather, you know, if you're hiring another general manager at that point with him, uh, it's either somebody he's hiring or you know something along those lines. Meanwhile, if you if you don't like what happens this year, you fire him. You can sort of get a clean. Uh, start up again with a, a general manager hiring the coach and all that stuff. So there seems to be a lot riding on this year, and maybe that is part of why the timing is that it is, is they basically decided that they're not willing to live a lie and they need to address this now as opposed to see if it, you know, as opposed to finding this is a problem, you know, right before the season starts. Uh, but it certainly seems like a team that has a little more, uh, desperation that maybe people are really acknowledging to this point. And, you know, I mean, and obviously you couple all this in with, you know, you know Jacksonville obviously moving on from Blake Bortles, bringing uh, Nick Foles into the mix. Um, the Colts are a, a vastly, vastly improved team than they were, you know, 12 months ago, even, you know, even almost a year and a half ago. Um, and now all of a sudden Houston, you know, I mean, if they were to make the playoffs, I'd personally be stunned. So a lot of changes headed that way for Houston. Um, like I said, we got a game week this week. We're going to get into some, uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Redskins here as we're going to see them, uh, you know, obviously Thursday night. Pete's going to tell you about the good folks at Blue Chew, and we'll just keep on rolling along. Yeah, as we get set for uh, preseason and, and everybody, uh, and the fresh off the 
uh, orange and brown scrimmage and, and Baker Mayfield's appearance at the Indians game. Uh, there's a lot of added excitement, but uh, for those wanting to make sure they're always at their peak, uh, the good folks of Blue Chew are there to help you out. Uh, Blue Chew, like the color blue, uh, Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra, Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and they're chewable, so they work up to twice as fast, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Uh, and uh, getting prescriptions easy. It's discreet. Uh, not that anyone needs to be uh, you know, ashamed or anything along those lines about making the spouse happy so she can make you happy. Uh, but nevertheless, they're, they're looking out for you on that end if that's something you're, uh, you, you feel like you need. Uh, but get out there, check out the promos code, and uh, get, uh, get your uh, biggest, best swings in there. Uh, as always, uh, promo code locked on capital L, capital O, uh, to the fine folks at Blue Jew. Always, uh, Blue Jew, always appreciate the sponsorship for Locked On Browns. Um, and I guess we got to say it, Pete, because the T-shirts are already printed; they're already available. Um, you know, obviously chugs a beer pretty well. Um, I'm not sure about just biting into a beer can, though, Pete. You know, young or not, Baker's only 23. Uh, biting it, well, tw- I'm maybe 24 now, but biting into a beer can, I'm not so sure about that one. Um, uh, it's, you know, I'm not a big fan of eating aluminum myself, but <laughs> uh, clearly, clearly everybody got caught up in the moment on that, uh, both sides, both Mayfield and, and everybody, uh, in in the Indian Stadium, uh, I mean, it, I mean, people are so enamored with this. That, like you're 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 just praying that like he can he he's never in a situation where he's not able to sort of be a great quarterback because you don't one is you don't want this ride to end in certain respects, and then uh, there are just so many people out there uh, just waiting for this guy to slip so they can pounce. Uh, so there's a lot riding on it so far. He's been more than up to the challenge, uh, which is great. Uh, but you know, the the, the team, this fan base, uh, other teams, uh, other players on other teams, like there, there's nobody that is not either at least saying they're enamored or truly enamored with Baker Mayfield because they don't want to uh, basically look like they're not into it. And and the thing I found fascinating is that. Media members that criticized Baker Mayfield for little weird transgressions uh, or, you know, contract transgressions like headbands and things he did at Texas. Planting at, at, a flag. Oklahoma and and throwing a ball at, uh, I think it was a Texas Tech player in warmups and all these other things and grabbing the crotch and all these were awful and, you know, terrible things and, and it of a, a his poor character. And then. Uh, and to the point where the media, you know, seemed to go out of their way to get him fined for, yep. the, uh, was very like dropping the jewels. Yeah. Not only that, but it was like really not like obvious. You had to like go find it like type thing. But now, uh, everything he does is great. And all these media folks are just loving every second of it. So I, uh, whether that you want to call that uh, evolution or just reading the room properly, that's been in <laughs> with, with this whole thing. Um, and look, uh, you know, and, and here's one thing: Baker doesn't care 
about the other 31 fan bases. Uh, he certainly cares about you know making the Cleveland uh, the Cleveland fan base happy, and uh, I'm sure the folks in the stadium are pleased because I'm sure beer sales after that probably went exponentially off the charts. Uh, but always good, always good to know the area where you're making your bacon and Baker is not naive to that and he is quite smart to it and we talk about it you know the majority of this roster is pretty young but they are really really in tune to keeping the fan base happy and that's great to see um we'll see the Washington Redskins this week uh we had talked about this I I thought they drafted well obviously you know they you know you got Haskins Cincinnati Love to know what you were doing there. Uh, you brought in Montez Sweat, who had a weird cycle. It was a guy we loved. I mean, everything kind of checked the boxes. Then there were some rumors about maybe, you know, something with his heart. Those dissipated where somebody screwed the pooch whatsoever. Um, they got him in the first round. You added Ohio State product, Terry McLaren, who seems to be having a, a really nice camp. Kelvin Harmon, a guy we really liked, didn't test very well. Looks like none of that's really being an issue to this point. We'll see how it translates to games. Um... So I'm excited. To, I'm also excited to see this, you know, somewhat from the Redskins' point of view. But look, it's it's just back into action now, and it's normalcy, and it's a game week, and but it, it, it's gonna but it's gonna be you know fun to see, and you know stack up ours against theirs, and you know everybody Browns wise. It, it's it's one of the things like camp type stuff with football sucks because you get to that point where you hate the guys you're gonna go to war with. And, you know, the one thing you miss is your free time and you miss the females. The other thing you miss is, you know, being able to just go at it with your boys. And, my God, I just want to hit somebody else who's wearing a different jersey. This actually is like a weirdly good, interesting matchup for the Redskins because I don't expect uh, Miles Garrett or Olivier Vernon's going to play. And I don't think Jannard Avery's going to play unless he's, like, basically back tomorrow. Uh, So... The you know their front line ends anywhere gonna be like well and they're not you know, gonna have Williams either so it's you know there's gonna be a lot to it yeah so like you know if you're trying to go out there and have uh, Dwayne Haskins make a good first impression like suddenly the Browns are like a nice little matchup for them like they'll have really good corners theoretically I don't think Ward will play uh, I don't think Randall will play but I mean Greedy Williams could be out there you know some of those other depth corners T.J. Carey is gonna have I would expect he and, and Terrence Mitchell are going to have to play at least a little bit. Uh, but uh, that, that like, becomes interesting because, you know, it almost doesn't matter about circumstances, and I guess in some respects it, 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 the, the opponent is, isn't important. But I do think it would be very good for Washington, and particularly Dwayne Haskins, if he comes out and has, you know, at least looks the part against the Cleveland Browns and everything that's sort of being built into them. Like whether you truly buy, you know, you're one of these people who buys into the hype or not, they're at least a competent opponent. It's not like you're beating up a tomato can in that sense. Like I said, it doesn't matter if Miles Garrett and Olivier Vernon are out there rushing the pass or not. I, I think it will matter and be beneficial for Haskins. If he comes out, looks pretty good, even if it's against largely backups, uh, on the defense, but so for them, it, it, it worked out really nicely in that respect. And yeah, they do have some interesting players that, that, I, that I would like to see on this point, because I, I agree. I, 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 I did think they, they did a nice job at the draft. I think they were very patient and, and, and it was almost eerily similar to the Browns, uh, when they got, uh, miles Garrett and company, because 
they almost used it almost seems like the front office used terrible owner rumors against everybody else like basically the threat of in this case daniel snyder coming in and screwing it up sort of helped them out because then they actually just traded kindly and that was definitely the situation with uh with uh that 2017 draft where everybody kept talking about how they were going to uh that like the owner was going to come in and, and meddle and take Mitchell Trubisky or they were of course, of course going to trade down because blah, 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 whatever. But uh, it's like almost like terrible ownership was actually an advantage in this unique situation. So um, I am interested to see this and, and certainly, you know, Trent Williams isn't going to be playing out there. So is Donald Penn. And if not, or, you know, how is that situation going to look? So Eric flowers, ba- Eric flowers, baby. Yeah, and and then last but not least, because he, you know the, the injury last year becomes sort of like the bonus pick this year is is does Darius guys play, and if so, how much, and how does he look, and those type of things. So there's a lot of things that on this Redskins team that are are, are sort of interesting to to, to see uh, against the Browns, and and I don't know if the Redskins necessarily provide much of an opponent for the Browns, but again, I don't I don't think the bronze are really in this to play their starters anyway so it's more along the lines of uh you know their specific players so in this case you know i expect candle lamb will be out there i expect uh, brian finney and ganofo will be out there i expect uh drew forbes will be out there it's a question of where but if he they're going up against some reasonably talented defensive end talent uh because that's what the Redskins added and they want that guy, you know, him to get reps that could be at least interesting. So there's a lot there that sort of, uh, is, is interesting to watch in addition to the fact for the love of God, it's football and we actually get to see him on TV and, and, and see reps and all these things that matter a little bit more, uh, than practice does. So yeah, let's, let's, let's do this. Uh, it's been, I mean, by the time Thursday comes, it'll literally have been almost about seven and a half months of, you know, not seeing any Browns action. Uh, thank you all for sticking around, and uh, look, we did our best to try to fill those seven and a half months, and this always goes back to one thing that I try to tell you guys is, you have no idea how fast the football season goes by. Maybe it's baseball because it's every day, and, you know, it's just more in in sync with, you know, normal life, but, you know, football season, you know, it's here Football season comes, it goes, it's Christmas, and then it's the off-season. It literally flies by that much. Uh, you know, guys, I'm looking forward to. You know, obviously, you know, Dontrell Hilliard. You're looking forward to the youngsters. Obviously, Pete, you know, brought up the you know the two young offensive linemen. Uh, you know, we mentioned last night, Daniel Aquale, a guy that, you know, Joel Batonio told us, told us that he thought, you know, was looking good, and that seems to be, you know, coming to fruition here. Um, you're going to want to see the two rookie linebackers, and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, Sione Takitaki, um, you know, when he gets his first major hit, when he gets his first penalty, I mean, hell, that could probably happen in the first drive that he's on the field, um, you know, but even the young players, you know, what's going to happen after, you know, you figure you're probably going to see a lot of Callaway, you're going to see a lot of Willies, what will be the wide receiver rotation after that, doesn't look like you're going to see Radley, but just a... It's football stuff, and look, we've all waited. We've been patient, and it's it's just been far, far too long, and we'll get to go do this all on Thursday. Um, easiest way to help Pete, uh, obviously, Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're throwing a follow over there. Make sure you're following him at Pete Smith, uh, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore BrownsMaven.com. Go ahead, set up, become a member, iTunes rating reviews, subscribe. 
Um, obviously, you know, leave a written review, drop a rating for me. Uh, it's the best way to help us out here as we're trying to pump out information for you guys day in, day out. Um, obviously, Pete, the weekend's been quiet and things are going to start to pop here. Um, but, you know, league-wise, NFL-wise, well, what are you looking forward to? I mean, we're going to get all 32 teams in action and we're start going to start to get some more answers to a lot of questions that have been, you know, seven months, six months, five months, or post-draft. We're going to start to get some answers to these. Uh, so, yeah, Kyler Murray is obviously going to be interesting, uh, not just because of Kyler Murray. It's because of what else they're going to do uh, to sort of make that work. Uh, there's talk of, like, wider offensive line splits, which he had in Oklahoma, and I think is death in the NFL. These guys are way too quick off the ball for that. There's just a lot of things that make me think that that could be very, very bad for him. Uh, but that that's interesting. The Ravens fascinate me as they, you know, everything about them is fascinating. I don't expect the preseason is going to give us a ton, but certainly everybody's going to be fascinated to watch Lamar Jackson, who's at least lately getting very positive reviews. So it's a question of what, where's reality on that? Is he actually a lot better? Is, you know, is, is he coming along? Is he, you know, where is he on that? And then, you know, I, I want to see my guy uh, for Buffalo to see if he is great uh, because at least in the last week, it's been nonstop highlights for Ed Oliver, uh, so got he, thrown, he got thrown, up. got thrown out of practice, hitting the quarterback, which he said was a story going back to his Houston days. You know, one day you're going to get thrown out because you're going to hit the quarterback and you're not supposed to, and I already did. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of interesting guys uh, around to to watch from this past draft class. Uh, you know, the the it's not because the Browns didn't have. That that first round pick uh, because they they traded for Odell Beckham. There's less of a let's see what the Browns didn't get type situation uh, than maybe in past years. Obviously, the Browns also you know took six first round picks uh, over two years, so there was a lot to sort of look from that standpoint. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's some interesting stuff, but it's it's less about that. Uh, then you, I, I guess you're just basically hoping you bump into something decent uh, to watch as far as like football goes. And I think some of those storylines are more uh, interesting than necessarily good. And it's just seeing where that sort of uh, comes out. Yeah, and that's where you know, obviously, for guys like Pete and myself, because look, you know, you you, you, you know, anybody along here knows how much we enjoy the draft. It's you know, now it's starting to see, looking just because they don't play for Cleveland, we still want to see how they pan out, you know, whether they turn out to be players. And the other thing is to start to get to see first glimpses of them in the NFL, which is, you know, it's it's just, that's you know, week one, you know, week one, yeah, look, the, the, it's, it's good because it's back. Week two, you know, the appetite starts to get a little bit, you know, you want it more. Week three, you start to get something that simulates, and then there's everybody playing at the same time in week four, and then it's just like, all right, we've had enough of the preseason now. Let's get to the real freaking McCoy. You know, so, you know, there is all of that. Um, obviously, why well, I think Pete would end up almost 38,000 out there last night for the scrimmage, which is an astounding number. And, you know, it, it's you see the hype is real, and obviously we know, and, you know, I, I talk with the guys in the ticket office. So, you know, there's no doubt about how excited everybody is. Um, I think, Pete, one thing is we're, you know, and obviously we keep going back to this, and it's, you know, 
if Baker's not taking snaps, it's not probably going to matter a hill of beans who it is. But you'd like to at least know who the guy would be if Baker's not taking some snaps. Um, yeah, it, it it's interesting because on the one hand, it's basically a question of how useful does Baker find Drew Stanton uh, because that, that, that there's certainly value in, in that uh, if, if he sees it, you know, that Jim Sorgi type situation or, or, you know, with the Falcons, uh, Matt Ryan may simply see Matt Schaub as useful. And despite the fact that Kirk Benkert certainly offers more as a quarterback right now, that may not matter. The, the, what makes that interesting is uh, Baker has a lot of admiration for Garrett Gilbert. Uh, they have some common history. Obviously, uh, Garrett Gilbert was a huge prospect out of the same high school uh, as, as Mayfield. Uh, was obviously a very high-profile recruit in the way Mayfield wasn't, uh, and now the shoes on the other foot. But nevertheless, it doesn't seem like he, it, do, it does seem like he likes him. Uh, so that at least provides an interesting dynamic. I still think uh, they would. Lo- I think they'd really like David Blau to be successful enough that they can put him on a practice squad. But that that's I that's probably more interesting to me than anything else right now is who's the quarterback they sort of see as someone they'd like to stash uh, that has some, what they believe would be some developmental upside. But I mean, if Garrett Gilbert comes out and plays well, uh, that would be interesting because then he, he would at least have a shot to, to land that job. And you know, that would be the legacy of the AAF is Garrett Gilbert making the Cleveland <laughs> The greatest quarterback they ever had, and, you know, maybe it elevates the point where Drew Stanton doesn't have to bother with cleats anymore and pads and the facade of, you know, actually trying to pretend he's a quarterback in this league. Um, But that's one for me that's going to be fascinating because, you know, look, it's, again, it's not going to matter, but you'd at least like to know which way that one's going to work out. Um, Pete, I'm assuming, you know, obviously, you know, uh, your boy out of Ohio, Dontrell Hilliard, you know, these are going to be next to Ernest Johnson. Running back-wise, that's probably going to be what we're going to get accustomed to Thursday night. Well, you know, it's interesting that, uh, that they had Kareem Hunt out there. Uh, he, you know, I've, he didn't do a lot, but nevertheless, they got him out there, which makes me wonder if they do indeed want him to be able to take reps. At least in the, the series, pre- yeah. Uh, because, you know, before he goes out with suspension, I expect they're going to want him to get a bunch of carries. But, yeah, I mean, everything I, – I, like, I like A.G.A. Ouellette. I'm certainly interested to watch him. Uh, but I think it's fair to say that, at least in terms of the preseason, especially this first game, it's all about just how complete a package is Dontrell Hilliard uh, and, and how viable does he look uh, in, in respect to – you know, the, the opportunity cost of theoretically moving on from Duke Johnson at some point. Like, what what are you theoretically moving on to uh, that would make you feel good about moving on from Duke Johnson? Obviously, he wants out, and that's part of why that's there. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, it, you know, there the, the could be a nice little role that he etches out for himself in terms of things that he could do that might be really beneficial for the Browns. And look, let's just hope, you know, 
hope for a clean game from some aspects. Uh, you obviously that Hall of Fame game. I think it was 18 punts, maybe more. Uh, let's just at least get something assembling football here, uh, guys. Just again, a short one here. Just want to keep you know keep you guys going, get the information out there for you guys. Obviously, tomorrow with you know obviously practice you know practice back in session. More things coming to it. Pete, league-wise, Browns-wise, anything we didn't get to, you need to want to drop in here. Don't fix it. I think we got everything. And it, you know, and look, guys, and part of it is is you know, no news right now is good news, and it's similar to guys getting in trouble in the offseason. You know, you want everyone. You know, let, let's hope you know we can get as much competitiveness towards an NFL season as possible. As always, like I said earlier, um, for Pete, follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, follow uh, Browns Maven. Follow, I mean, make sure you become a member over at brownsmaven.com. Interact in the forums with the articles and the piece, uh, the audio pieces and the video pieces that Pete's putting up. Uh, straight Browns talk with Browns fans. So, no, definitely dilutes it a little bit where you're just talking strictly with Browns fans. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the Lockdown Browns Twitter account, all lowercase. DMs are both open on both accounts. Follow back account for the Lockdown Browns account. Uh, appreciate you guys. And look, just looking at this and knowing that, it, you know, about three, four wake-ups before an actual game. Just phew, geeked. Very, very excited for it. So this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.